Today we are starting our summer series, which I'm so excited about. It's the Women of the Bible series. So I've made like a list of different women in the Bible, and we're going to go through every week and study different women and how they brought glory to God, how they trusted God, how they had faith. Um, and it's going to be really, really awesome. Um, so all these women that we're going to talk about are great and amazing. And we talk about this a lot anytime we talk about a specific person in the Bible or a specific thing. So like these women are awesome, but they're not worth idolizing over, right? So the reason we study these women is to bring glory to God and to see how they brought glory to God, not to elevate them. So like today we're going to study Mary of Nazareth, who is, Mar- who is Jesus' mom. We're not going to put her on a pedestal and say, let's all worship Mary. We're just studying how she worshiped the Lord and how she... Um, how she was faithful to God and how that glorified God, not how we can glorify Mary. Um, so as, I, as we dive in, I encourage you guys just to look for ways God is glorified in these women's life. Women, women's life. I struggle with that word. Um, and look for ways that you admire them and things you want to imitate about them. The Bible tells us to imitate people that we know are godly. Um, so just like look for ways that they serve the Lord and how you can follow in their footsteps. Um, so today we're studying Mary of Nazareth. It's going to be... I thought she would be the perfect one to start with because she's Jesus' mom. Um, And there are about a million Marys in the Bible. So we're going to call her Mary of Nazareth because she's from Nazareth. Um, The Bible doesn't give us, like, last names or anything, so we just have to, like, specify in other ways. Um, So what are some things that you guys already know about Mary? Jesus' mom. She's Jesus' mom. You're so smart. Yeah, Mary of Nazareth was Jesus' mom. What else do we know about Mary? She was a virgin. Yep. So somehow a miracle happened, and she was able to have a baby without having sex. What else do we know about Mary? The angel like, came to her and was mm-hmm. like, you're pregnant, and you're going to be with Jesus, and you know, it's going to be like, yeah. God. Yeah, she had an encounter with an angel. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, so. She, she was, like, really scared when that mm, happened, right? Yeah. She was like, oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I feel like anytime you have an interaction with an angel, you're going to be a little scared. Like, are you sure you have the right person? <laughs> Is it really me? Um, go ahead and open with me to Luke 1. We're going to be in a big passage today, but we're going to break it down into three parts. So we're going to be in Luke 1, 26 through 56. Um, so this is the most descriptive account that we have of Mary, and I think that we see a lot of her heart in this passage. Um, so let's go ahead and dive in together. So we're going to be reading uh, the first part, which is verses 26 through 38. Would anyone be willing to read that chunk of scripture for us? I can read it. Thank you, Maddie. 26 through 38? Uh, yes. In the sixth <laughs> month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee named called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. And the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Thou hast conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him give him the son of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be, since I have not had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called child, childless, 
for nothing will be impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel left her. Awesome. Thank you, Maddie. Um, so the first thing that, that we should know about Mary is that she was very, very young. Um, so I was looking up like what her age was, and most people think that she was between the ages of 14 and 16. So raise your hand if you're between the ages of 14 or 16. I'm not, but raise, raise your hand. I don't want to be perfect. Yeah, so she was like your guys' age. She was our age, and she was not only going to have a baby, she was about to get married, and she had this crazy interaction with God um, and was told that she was going to carry the Messiah, that she's going to be the Messiah's mom. How old was Joseph? I don't know. <laughs> probably around the same age. No, they, got, they got married really, like everyone got married really yeah. young back Joseph then. Joseph better not be 18 or older. Yeah. <laughs> you better watch it, Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. So put yourself in Mary's shoes, or I guess Mary's sandals, because they were sandals. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> um, if, like, she was very, very young, she was like, your age, Libby, and she was about to have a baby. Um, so this passage, we learned that Mary is a virgin, so we talked about that already. She's never had sex, and she's engaged. So she's engaged to Joseph, and during this time, if you were betrothed or engaged, and if you had sex with another man, you could be killed. So they would take you before all the people in the town, and they would stone you. Um, or they could just cut off the engagement and basically no one would ever want to marry you because everyone knows that you slept with somebody else other than the man that you were betrothed to. So right from the start, Mary's life is on the line because God is choosing her to carry the Messiah because she hasn't had sex with anyone else, right? She's been faithful to Joseph, but she's going to be pregnant. Everyone's going to be like, what's up with that? She's not Why actually she married. Just say, Joseph. Wait, no, then Joseph's going to be like, yo, let down my baby yeah 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 so mary is just your average girl from nazareth and another important thing to know about mary is that she is from nazareth and nazareth is not a very famous town it's like greenwood indiana like there's nothing really special about greenwood indiana right um the only thing that makes nazareth special is the fact that jesus was born there and raised there um so there's nothing really special about mary she's just from an average town she's your average girl she's not rich she's not from a wealthy family um, so why would God choose Mary? Why do you think, out of all the people in the whole universe, why would God choose Mary to be the one to be Jesus' mom? I mean, it's kind of what we were saying, like, the purpose of this is to, mm. to glorify himself more. Yeah. no one was going to think that. Like, it would have made sense for Jesus to be born to the queen. It's so really important. But... It makes more sense in like God's plan for it to be like a common person, like to show that anyone, like yeah. everyone, can be part of God's plan. Yeah. It's not just like people that are important. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly why. Um, go ahead and flip with me to First Corinthians one. Um, this is how God works, right? He chooses what is not what everyone else would expect to be used, and He uses them for His glory. So First Corinthians one, twenty-seven through thirty-one. Um, would anyone like to read that for us once you get there? Julie, are you there? Yes. Can you read it for us? Please. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world even things that are not to bring to bring nothing 
bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ. You are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So that is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Awesome. So this is how God works, right? He chooses the things that are low and despised or the things that are weak in order to be part of his plan in order to bring the most glory to himself. So God chose Mary because that was just God's plan. It's not like Mary did anything to deserve being to be Jesus' mom. It's like not like Mary earned it or that she came from a good family or whatever else she could have done. Um, it was just because God thought that she would be the perfect one. Um, and his plan was to bring a savior into the world through just an average woman. Um, and God's ways are, are not our ways. And this is one of the ways that God shows us that. Um, so go ahead and turn with me again to Isaiah seven fourteen. So it's going to be a little farther back in your Bible. Another reason Mary had to be chosen is because it was prophecy. Um, so remember that this was, a, this was written thousands of years before Jesus came to be. Um, and this is prophecy about how Jesus was going to be born. Um, so Isaiah seven fourteen says, Therefore the Lord will give you a virgin, and the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you should call his name Emmanuel. So another reason Mary had to be chosen is because that was God's plan all along. It had to be a virgin. It had to be someone that had never had sex before because it had to be the son of God. It couldn't be just um, a son of man. It had to be from God. Um, so yeah, slight rabbit trail. But go ahead and flip back to Luke 1. We're doing lots of flipping today. I'm sorry. All right, so once you're back in Luke 1, go ahead and take a look at verse 28. What does the, what does the angel call Mary in verse 28? The favored one. Yes, he calls her the favored one. And in the Greek translation, I was looking this up, um, in the Greek translation, this means one who receives a free gift of grace. So she's favored and given this free gift of grace. Um, what does Mary do after hearing the angel tell her that she is favored? Yes. He, the angel tells her that the Lord is with her. And then how does she, how does she react to it? She was gently like, troubled. Yes. Yeah, she, she was troubled and she was wondering what kind of greeting this was. Like, yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. She's like, what do you mean I'm favored? And she's like, I don't, I don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, actually, I'm very scared right now. Yeah. So she's very troubled, which makes sense. There's an angel standing before her telling her, you are favored and you're going to be used by God. And she's like, what are you talking about? Am I dreaming? Um, so she has no idea what it means to be given a free gift of grace. Um, why would it be such a gift to be the mother of Jesus? Because when I first read this, I'd be like, okay, angel, that's amazing. But that seems like, it, I, like that's going to put a lot on my plate. I'm going to be the mother of the Messiah. That's kind of out of my way. Why would it be a gift to be the mom of Jesus? Because it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, it's God's plan, and there's nothing more wonderful than being involved in God's plan and the way that he wants you to be involved in it. Um, so she got to be part of God's plan, which is the greatest joy. Um, she's the one that Isaiah 9 is talking about, the virgin that would conceive a child that would be called Emmanuel. Like, that's her. She gets to be that person. 
Um, so by telling Mary she's the favored one, it doesn't mean that she earned the right to be there. It just means that God in his graciousness is allowing her to be part of his plan for his glory. And she's not going to understand it all. She's not going to get it. But she gets to watch God work the entire time, um, which is pretty cool when you think about it. Um, so looking back at the passage, what are some of the things that the angel says about who Jesus is going to be? You can just shout him out when you hear it, when you see him. Starts in verse 32. Yeah, he'll be the son of the most high. Yeah, he's going to reign on the throne of David. There'll be no end to his kingdom. Yeah, yeah. I love how the the angel just says that he will be great. He's gonna be he's gonna be amazing. He's gonna be the son of God and his kingdom is not gonna have an end. So like imagine thinking about having a child like this. Like Caitlin, you're about to have a baby here in like four weeks. Imagine an angel coming to you and saying, She's going to be great and she's going to reign and she's going to be the like queen of the world. Like would that put a lot of pressure on you to be the mom of someone that is that I mean, important? Yeah, you're, you're raising it. Mm. You're, you have to teach it all, all of these things yeah. to be great. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's a lot to take in all at once, isn't it? Like, not only are you going to have a kid that you didn't mean to have, but he's going to be the ruler of the earth forever and ever and ever. Um, to take in all at once and to process. Meanwhile, so, ha- Mary like yeah, and Mary's like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, but Mary responds in, in a way that is very different than how we would expect her to respond. Um, how does she respond to the angel the second time? I am a servant. Let it be to me according to your word. Yes, she says, if that is God's will for my life, then okay. Whatever you say goes. She doesn't really ask any questions. The only question she asks is, how will this be since I'm a virgin? Since I haven't ever had sex before, how am I going to have a baby? Um, and the angel just says, with God, all things are possible. And Mary just takes that as it is. She doesn't ask any more questions. And she says, whatever your will, Lord, I am your servant. I will do whatever you ask me to do. Um, and remember, she's like 14 years old. Um, so put yourself in her shoes again um, or her sandals. Or maybe she wasn't wearing shoes at this time. Um, How would you honestly respond if someone came to you and told you this? (laughs) Please no. Yeah. Yeah. How else would you respond? I would probably, like, immediately, like, want to find someone to tell. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that'd be wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, she was sleeping, and I think the angel came to her in yeah, her sleep. Yeah, like, I would just think it was, like, a bad dream. Yeah. Yeah. like, you wouldn't believe it at yeah. first. You would want to, like, verify that it was actually happening. Yeah. Can we just see your credentials or something? Yeah, can I see your badge? <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, reminds me of, like, whenever our parents told us that they're going to have Charlie. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, you just didn't believe it. It just seemed too out of. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mary responds very differently than maybe how we would respond. Um, But that's okay, because maybe one day we will get to the point 
where we will respond just like Mary does. And we have opportunities to respond like Mary does throughout our life. Um, so it's interesting that you said that you would want to find someone to tell because that's what Mary does in the next section that we're going to read. Um, those, um, the angel says that, go and see your relative Elizabeth, who is really, really old. Um, probably she's already been through menopause, so it's actually impossible for her to have a baby. But somehow she does have a baby, and it's John the Baptist. And John the Baptist prepares the way. He's the one that eats bugs in the wilderness. And everyone's like, who's John? It's kind of weird. But he talks about Jesus and makes a way for him. Um, so who would like to read Luke 1, uh, 20, no, 39 through 45? You, did you say that, Mace? Yes, I'll read it. All right, go for it. Yes, please. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country, to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby left in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she explained with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your, work, of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her people. Awesome. All right. So here we see that um, the angel was right. He said that Elizabeth is going to have a baby, and she is having a baby. And that's another miracle because she's way too old to have a baby, and she's having a baby anyway. And then um, Mary also has someone to tell and to share this news with and to confirm to her that the Lord is actually working. Um so that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You should start saying that. Oh, the baby's leaping. <laughs> yeah, you have to add in my womb at the end. In my womb. <laughs> Everyone would be like, "What?" It's kind of weird. Um, so yeah, we see that Mary has a lot of peace and a lot of joy, knowing that she's part of God's plan. Um, so we're gonna move right into the next section, which is forty-six through fifty-six. Who would like to read um, Mary's song to the Lord? I will read it. (laughs) Me. I choose me. Um, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he's looked on the the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud of the thoughts of their heart. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estates. He He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her for about three months and returned to her home. All right, so we see here that Mary's mind is just mind-blown at what God is doing in her life, and she overflows with amazement, and it brings her to this point where she worships the Lord and writes a little song of praise for, for God. So what are some of the things that stand out to you that Mary says here? What, what are some of like, your favorite verses that she's saying here? My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked in the humble estate of his servant. Hmm. So it's like, I am rejoicing because, like, I am nothing, but God still did something. Yeah. 
yeah, she definitely acknowledges that she doesn't really deserve this place in God's plan. And she's like, I did nothing to earn this. Yeah, what else stands out to you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The ones that are looking for something, he's the one that can fill them. Yeah. Which is true for us today. When we're empty, we know that the Lord is the only one that can fill us. Yeah. What else stands out to you guys in these little verses? These few verses? I love verse uh, 49. For he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. Kind of going back to the whole like humble part. Like the Lord is mighty and holy and gracious, yet he still does great things for us, even though we don't deserve it. And he's way far beyond us. Um, so yeah, we see through this, this song of praise that God glorifies himself through expressing himself through humble people that no one else would expect God to use, but are just willing to be used by God. Uh, Mary was willing. She said, whatever you want, Lord, I am your servant. Um, and God used her um, in amazing ways. Um, so I wrote down on the back of your page some things that we learned through Mary of Nazareth from this chapter. Um, so number one, God uses us even though we are nothing special. Um, and we see this even in the plan of salvation, right? We could do nothing for God. Um, when we are enemies of God, um, he still died for us. Christ died for us. Um, and he loves us, even though we're nothing special, and offers us a way of salvation through Jesus Christ. Um, number two, God works all things for his plan and for his glory. Um, and number three, faith is obeying even when it doesn't make sense and you don't understand the plan. Mary didn't have like a step-by-step -step plan of how it was all going to work out. She just said, okay, I'll do whatever you ask me, and I trust that God is in control. Um, and number four, Mary also gives all glory to God. Her heart magnifies the Lord. Um, she doesn't take any of the glory for herself. Um, she wouldn't want any of the glory for herself. She wants it all to go to the Lord and all to go to Jesus. And finally, Mary finds the greatest joy in being part of God's plan. Um, so I have three little passages. Sorry, lots of passages today. To hit on the last point that I really want us to focus in on, um, and it's, it's that Mary throughout her life is watching the Lord unfold the plan for her life and the plan for Jesus. And she doesn't understand any of it the whole entire time, but she trusts the Lord through it. Um, so I need three people to read. And they're really short. So who would like to read? All right, Julia, can you do Luke 2.19? And then I need another person. Caitlin, can you do Luke 2.33? And then finally one more person. Mary, can you do Luke 2, 51 through 52? And you guys can just read them right after each other. And Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. And 
in favor with God and man. Awesome. So what do you guys see consistently in all three of these verses that Mary is doing throughout her life? I feel like the whole time she's just like, wow. She's like, this is so cool. Like, yeah. She's like, she's like in awe. And I don't think she ever takes credit for it either. Mm-hmm. She's like, wow, he's good because I raised him. She's just like, yeah. he's amazing just because he is. Hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, she's just yeah. like marveling the whole yeah. time. Yeah. What else, what else do you guys kind of see from Mary's heart? What do you think it means to like treasure things in your heart? Yeah, having it really close to you. Yeah, so she takes all these things. She watches Jesus grow up. She sees him teaching in the temple when he's like 10. Like imagine a 10-year-old up here teaching you, and it's like the most amazing teaching you've ever heard. She like sees Jesus in the temple doing this. She sees him um, like growing in wisdom of the Lord, and he's like the perfect kid, right? Like he never sins. So she's like, what's going on here? And the whole time she's treasuring up these things in her heart, and she doesn't understand what's happening, but she's trusting God with it. Um, so if you take anything with you today, I want you to remember the humble heart of Mary who says yes to God when he calls her to something and trusts him completely um, and walked by faith. So she found joy in watching the Lord's plan unfold rather than growing anxious or asking God why or getting frustrated or just kind of not even thinking about what God is doing. She treasures all the things that God is doing um, and lets that be her joy and her peace and her comfort. Um, And yeah, she trusted that she was part of God's plan and that ultimately it was for God's glory and not her own. Um, So I I encourage you guys to look at your life um, and the things that you don't understand. um, Treasure those in your heart. Look for ways that you can trust God with them. Ponder them. Remember them so that one day when it does make sense, you can give God glory. Um, So yeah, I, I thought it'd be cool to take a moment and just make a list of maybe all the things in your life right now or things that have happened to you that just don't make sense and you don't know why they're happening or you don't understand what God is doing, um, just make a list of those things. Um, and today I want you guys to start thinking about ways that you can, you can treasure those in your heart. Not saying that you have to like love what's happening to you, but just ways that you can trust God with those things. Because um, I think that's the first step in kind of imitating Mary is by treasuring things in our heart and trusting God in the process. Um, so go ahead and take a moment and write down those things for me would anyone like to share maybe something that they wrote down or maybe something that happened that you didn't know why it happened but now you do know what happened like why it had to happen Yeah. It's like I don't know how I'm supposed to be 
be nice when all they say and look at me is like, I don't want to hear what you say. I'm like, hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. I'll just leave you alone for a minute. But you collect your thoughts. But yeah, I feel like I keep telling them, like, I'm like I think I'm fine. It's just hmm. they're good kids. They're like, are you sure? And I'm like, hmm. yeah. They're like, oh, then you do you want one more? And I was like, oh, <laughs> if you bring one more, it might wreck the whole thing. But yeah, sure. Let's try. Yeah. So it's like God's, like, allowing you to have, like, a rougher group of kids just to like yeah. te- but like they're fine it's yeah. weird I'm like I feel like they do fine with me and like everybody else has all these struggles hmm. like, oh, I think they're fine yeah. sometimes they just need a minute to yeah. get them back in the group they're fine yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool yeah that's awesome yeah God works in like those ways too yeah. just like at work yeah yeah I know for me like uh, the past, like, four years of my life, I've, like, kind of, like, moved, like, all over the place, like, went to two different colleges, moved back home, kind of, like, did a bunch of different stuff, and I never, like, I was, like, why can't I just, like, stay in the same place longer than, like, a year? Like, why is that so hard? Um, but the Lord definitely had a plan, and it was way better than mine, um, and I got to see a lot of, like, things happen in my life and in the lives of others, and um, all things just kind of worked out in the end. It, it always, always does. Um, for God's glory, not for our glory, but yeah. Anyone else have like any things that like you see God working in, or things that you now see God working in that you didn't understand before? Yeah, I you said that and it reminded me of um, just like last like this past winter, just like mm-hmm. everything I went through there, um, and just like where I'm at now, and like what I was able to like I can look back and like see like what the Lord was trying to teach me. Yeah. Like, yeah, but in, like, the midst of it, it was, like, why is this happening? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, I would never go back there, yeah. but I'm glad that it happened. Yeah. Something I, was, I kind of thought of, I didn't write down when I was thinking about it, is that this past school year, so I, like, worked at the same place that Maddie goes. I worked at Honey Grove, um, but I was originally, I was, there's, like, multiple sites. There are all, all different elementary schools. So first I was at, I was at Clark Elementary for a really, really long time, and then I got moved to Sawmill Elementary. And I really, really liked it there, and I didn't want to move. And then they told me they were going to put me at Grassy, which is where Maddie works. And I was, like, mad because mm. I knew that site was, like, had the most kids, and it was going to be awful. I was, like, not working, looking forward to it, and yeah. so I was, like, kind of angry. And then when I finally got there, I was, like, this kind of sucks, especially since I had to be with, like, kindergarten all by myself. But then, like, I figured out, like, one, Maddie was there, so we got to, like, form a better friendship, and then... There was like just much more opportunities to like love hmm. others. That's really and cool. Met, I like not met, but like Elena has come hmm. and, like I yeah. met her there pretty much, and so like there was definitely a purpose. Yeah. Even though I didn't want to go. No, yeah. It's like Jonah. Yeah. I don't want to go. I'm not going to Nineveh. Yeah. Oh, it's so interesting. I I have the same experience kind of like when I whenever I don't want to do something and I'm like, I don't want to do this. Usually it ends up being something that I'm yeah. glad I did. Yeah. 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 So we can find great joy in the unfolding of God's plan. Even when we don't understand why it's happening or what's coming next, we can find joy and comfort and peace knowing that God is in control of it. And Mary demonstrates this faith to us, and it's something that we can model. Um, and we have the honor of intimida- intimidating her, imitating. <laughs> Mary. Oh. <Hey>, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, of imitating her. Um, and also giving all the glory to God in the process. Um, so, yeah, that is Mary of Nazareth. Yay! Yay! 
Um, lesson number one, done. Um, all right, I'll pray for us, and then we'll be done. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for all these lovely ladies and just being able to get back into the flow of coffee and conversations and weekly Bible studies, God. Um, would you help us keep our minds focused on you? Um, Lord, I thank you for this, um, the example of Mary in the Bible, Lord, of um, just her faith in you and her trust. I just pray for all of us here today that um, we would be willing to be used by you, that we would say yes, Lord, um, to whatever you call us to do. Um, and Lord, that in the hard things and the things that we don't understand, that we would still find ways to give you glory and focus our minds on you. Um, Lord, would you show us how to give you more glory? Um, would you show us how to love you more um, and trust you more, Lord? Um, help us find joy in the unfolding of your plan, um, not grow frustrated in what we don't know, um, but trust you um, with the things that we don't know. Lord, you are so good to us. Um, we don't deserve you, um, and we definitely don't deserve Jesus who died in our place, God. Um, and I just pray for all of us here that we would grow in our knowledge of you, that we would fall more in love with you, um, that we would spread the gospel to our friends wherever we go. Lord, we love you. You know my prayer. Amen.